Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of God of all ages, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we thank you for making the time to tune in. Take a moment to get focused, clear your mind, close your eyes, open your heart, and receive what God has for you on this day. Come on, City Place Church. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord. Now, listen, I'm sitting down right now, but I won't be sitting down for the whole service. If you've been a part of City Place Church at any time, you know that it is hard for me to sit down. For those of you who are hopping on for the very first time, my name is Damon Moore. I, along with my wife, Taisha, we are the lead pastors of City Place Church, and we welcome you today. You know, we have a vision here at our church where God has called our church to be a life-giving church that builds dreams, ignites faith, that establishes leaders that win the laws for the kingdom of God. And so we know that God wants to say something today and encourage you in a big way. And so consider yourself a part of the family. In fact, if this is your first time here, you can, do, you can let us know two ways. One, you can uh, fill out a virtual connect card at cityplacechurch.com backslash card, or just text cityplace to 94000, and our team would love to just say hello today. Well, hey, grab your City Place Church notes, again, available online. And we're going to go to Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10. 21 days of prayer is happening this month. And uh, I don't know about you. I feel like God's stirring something up on the inside of me. And uh, over these next two weeks, uh, I'm going to just be preaching around a thought that is going to lead us into 21 days of prayer. Uh, You know, at the beginning of the year, we said that this is the year that God does it. And we really leaned in on the fact that if, if God declares that he's going to do it, then we need to let him work. That was one of the series that we preached on. And then we preached about dreaming again. And then this last few weeks, we've been, we were in a series called Hello Ambition. And today, I'm going to just kind of set the scene for what God wants to do in the month of August and then the fall. Because he's just been stirring on me that in this fall season, he wants to he wants us to experience breakthrough. He wants us to experience some things that, that he has designed for us, but it's going to take us encountering him like never before. And so as we finish this year, we want to finish this year with momentum in the presence of the Lord. It's not about the tangible things. It's about his presence. And so uh, it, it, it's going to be a good time. I also want you to, to mark your calendars for next Sunday, August the 8th. We're going to be praying for all of the students. We're going to be praying for for all of the teachers and, and, and college students and college professors and those that work in the school system as they head back to school here in Central Florida next week. And so if you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, let's just set the tone today. Verse 17, Mark chapter 10, verse 17. It says this, as he, Jesus, was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one. That is God. You know the commandments? Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Like, I got this, Jesus. Everything on the list. Check, check, check. Verse 21. Jesus, looking at him, loved him 
and said to him, one thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross and follow me. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Now go down to verse 46, same passage of scripture in Mark chapter 10. Now go down to verse 46, different story. Now they came to Jericho. This is Jesus and his disciples. As he went out to Jericho with his disciples, a great and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. Stop talking. It's Jesus. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheer. Look at their tone once Jesus says, have him come. Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I might receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Watch this last part. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. This morning, as we spend the next few weeks, I want to talk from this thought and this subject. Good isn't, I'm sorry, good enough isn't good enough. Good enough isn't good enough. Two passages of scripture, both in the same chapter of Mark, chapter 10. And to give context, Jesus has been communicating with people. He, he starts the chapter off talking about divorce and then he's answering some more questions. He's, he's being Jesus. He's sharing who he is. He's talking about uh, their access to the Father. He's talking about uh, the, 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 what people might find hard to give up for the kingdom. And when he gets to one part of his journey, the Bible says that he runs into a young man who's asking him, how can he have access to the kingdom of heaven? How can he be close to the father? How can he be close in a relationship with Jesus? And Jesus begins to dialogue with him. Now, let me pause as to why we are reading this scripture at this point of the year is because we've had so much of God's word, so much of God's presence, so much of a challenge for what God wants to say to us as a church in this year that I wanted to make sure that we didn't lose sight of who our main focus is, and that's Jesus. This has been the year for us that where we have declared from God's heart that this is the year that God does it. And if we're not careful as the year is finishing off, we can be in cruise control and we can start checking things off the list, but lose sight of the most important part. And so as we jump back into this story, we find that there is this young, young ruler who is hungry 
for Jesus. But he's hungry for Jesus until. And the Bible actually says it like this. It says that the young ruler looked at Jesus and he came to Jesus running, knelt before Jesus. He's literally honoring Jesus. He's giving Jesus worship. He's, he's acknowledging the fact that Jesus is an access point. Jesus is Lord. He's, he's, he's close to Jesus and he's, he gets to where Jesus is. He has all of Jesus's full attention. And Jesus says, oh, my goodness. Why, why, why you call me good? He says, do you know why you call me good? And he says, well, there's only one that's good, and that's, that's the Father. And he, he then starts, he says, so the commandments. Don't commit murder. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Like honor your father and your mother. And the young man says, Jesus, everything I have done, every part of the religious experience I've done. And then Jesus says, well, there's one part of a relationship with me that's going to matter most that you haven't had yet. And Jesus literally looks at him, he says, you haven't given all to me yet. You haven't given everything yet. He says, now listen, everything that you've got that your heart is connected to, I want you to give it away. I want you to let it go. I want you to sell it all, give it to the poor. And then I want you to take up your cross. And I want you to follow me. And the Bible says that the young man is saddened, heartbroken and says, I can't give up everything in my hand because this is good. And the Bible says he goes away sad. Having an opportunity to encounter Jesus, but he had written the script his own way. See, as I was reading this story, I felt like there is this feeling of life is good enough. Until Jesus asked more of us. But then our response sometimes is good is good enough. And I, I read this story and I was thinking about all of the things that God's been saying for City Place Church in 2021. And I've been uh, thinking about some of the testimonies and some people who are still holding on to faith. And then I've, I've seen some who, who feel like they might be in spiritual cruise control. And I, I felt like when I read this story that Jesus was saying good enough isn't good enough. Good enough isn't good enough. It's not good enough to be close to me and not follow me. It's not good enough to have a moment of worship, but not give all to me. Good enough is not to just say that you're checking off the spiritual things on the list. Good enough isn't good enough if you haven't grabbed hold of what I have for you completely, set aside all that you think is your identity to follow me. Good enough isn't good enough. And the Bible says that he went away saddened because he had great possessions. Some versions of scripture say that he went away saddened because he had great wealth. And I'm thinking about us as we 
move into 21 days of prayer. And I felt like God has really been challenging me that, Damon, I want to do breakthrough in people's lives. But there are going to be some things that they will have to release to grab hold of what I have for them. And they're going to have to follow me. Like, if I go in this direction, they have to go in this direction. If I go in that direction, they have to go in that direction. The, just, just them having one encounter with me is not going to be enough. I'm going to ask them to give up the thing that they might feel like is their longing or their identity or has brought them to a certain place. No, Damon, breakthrough is going to bring my cross that they'll carry and them following me. I, it's, it's, it's tough sometimes because if we feel like we've got a good enough relationship with Jesus, then we're okay with checking off the box. We're okay with the things that we're, we're, we're under our care. And then when Jesus challenges us, we go back to him and we say, I'm good enough. And Jesus is constantly saying that good enough isn't good enough. And I'm not talking about how we, 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 we are reading our word. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not saying that we're doing something wrong. All I'm saying is, is that in this season of our life, in the year that God does it, as we are heading towards the end of the year, that we can't feel like, man, this is good enough. No, good enough isn't good enough. Why? Because we have to follow him with everything. And so there will be things during these 21 days of prayer. There'll be things as we head into the fall and to win and the winter that he's going to say, let that go. Because I'm calling you higher. And as I read this story, there were some things that jumped out and I'm laying the foundation. I'm going to start with the young ruler this week and Next week, I'm going to pull into blind Bartimaeus and we'll reference him a little bit. But I wrote this down. Not everyone really wants to know or follow Jesus at the intensity he wants to know us. Not everyone. Don't forget to share today's message. Not every single one. That you may come in contact with. Maybe it's you. I don't know. But not everyone really wants to know or follow Jesus at the intensity he wants to know us. See, knowing Jesus in this story is very clear. We can know of Jesus. We can live by a Christian standard of living and never really know Jesus. Because knowing Jesus is going to require that you and I give up things to take what he wants to give us and to literally follow him. See, knowing is different than just simple head knowledge. Knowing is the intimacy like in Genesis where it says that Adam knew Eve. It meant that there was an intimate connection like with a husband and wife in, in intimacy. And it's, it's like there is nothing hidden that Jesus doesn't have access to and nothing hidden in Jesus that he won't give me access to. See, not everyone really wants to know Jesus. 
Not everyone really wants to, to, to hand over every part of themselves to Jesus. And not everyone really wants to know everything about Jesus. See, not everyone really wants to know Jesus. and Not everyone really wants to follow Jesus at the intensity that he wants to know us. See, the Bible says that Jesus saw that this young man, oh, he came and he said, Jesus, man, it's you. And the Bible says that Jesus literally, this is what it says, is Jesus looked at him and loved him. He looked at this young man that he's meeting and he's like, this young man wants to be with me. And the Bible says that he loved him. Like, Jesus is seeing this young man and is like, oh my gosh, I love this, this young man. Like, what great intensity. It could have just said, and Jesus looked at him. But the intensity of Jesus' heart right away was like, oh, seeing him like this, I love him. Let's do this. Like, Jesus is madly in love with you. Like, there is nothing you can do or say that will decrease the amount of love that Jesus has for you. Like, there's nothing you can do, there's nothing you can say, literally, that will change Jesus' love for you. He proved that by dying on a cross for you. But see, not everyone wants to know Jesus or follow Jesus at the same intensity that he wants to know us. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Can I tell you that Jesus is looking at you today and loves you? See, as we are in this year that God does it, we, we, we're, we're not sitting and waiting for things to be done for us, no. Jesus, I'm coming to you. See, I realized that when we look into this and realize that not everyone really wants to know Jesus and follow Jesus at the rate that and the intensity that Jesus wants to know us. I believe that Jesus is literally looking at this young man and he says, give up everything you got because I have something for you. I wrote this down and I want you to write this down because I believe that Jesus would tell us this today. I believe that Jesus was really looking at the young man and he was saying, let me focus your attention back to the main thing. Like he's like, you got all the religion rules. You've got success. OK, you 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 you, you know that you come to me with worship. All right. You've got a desire. OK. And then he says, now. Let me bring your attention back to the main thing. The main thing is, is where is your heart's focus? Is your heart's focus on what you have or is your heart's focus on who you can have? Come on, somebody. Can you get that? Is your heart's focus on what you have or is your heart's focus on who you can have? Can somebody say amen? Like question, is your heart's focus on what you have or on who you can have? See, Jesus says, let me focus your attention back to the main thing. He says, that's not your priority. Give that up 
grab hold of what I want you to carry and follow me. Sometimes when we think about the cross of Christ, we think about the pain. We think about the pain. Every moment of our life being a Christ follower is not going to be easy. But there's so much joy when we grab hold of what Jesus wants to give us. He actually said his burden is light while ours is hard. He says, take it upon yourself because it's light. So there will be moments, but it's Christ's cross that he has our name for. It's his purpose that he has for us. It's like what we said in our Dream Again series. It's his dream for you and I that involves his people, his plan, his purpose, his agenda. But we get the benefit. But it requires us to follow him. Look at what Isaiah chapter 55 says. When we talk about going back to the main thing. Isaiah 55 verse 1 says this, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. The book of Isaiah says this and God is just repeating himself to the people through the prophet Isaiah. And Jesus is echoing like, hey, let me bring your attention back to the main thing. Everything that you think that you would need. You need food. Come on. You need stuff. Come on. You need to buy that, come, but don't bring money. You'll be able to buy it. He literally says, you're thirsty, come on this way. What do you need? I've got it. He says, listen, listen, come to me. Come to me because this is the place that is alive. See, Jesus is literally looking at this young ruler and he's like, good is not good enough. He's like, Good enough isn't good enough. Like you got all the way here. You're believing that this is a year that I do it. You're, you're in my presence and you don't want to go all the way in to know me. He's literally saying, I'm literally trying to bring your attention from where your heart gets distracted on what you have to where your heart is on who you can have. See, Jesus is literally telling us, like, let me bring your attention back to the main thing. I don't know about you. This, just this week, I felt like the Lord was bringing my attention back to the main thing. I woke up this week and I was like, it is time to pray. I literally have been thinking about our building almost day and night. And I was, I've been on loop net and I've been walking and driving around and I realized I was like oh have you ever been there where you're like trying to get something accomplished and you're like oh and then I woke up on Monday and I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like pray like if this is the year where I'm staring in city places heart to dream big and to dream again don't stop your intensity it's not about the building, Damon. It's about the process 
of being in my presence and loving on me. Are you with me? See, we can't put it in cruise control when God is like, listen, it's not about what you have. It's about who you have. Bringing our attention back to the main thing. I believe that Jesus indirectly was saying, young man, the cross of Christ, when you grab hold of it, brings with it God's grace, God's forgiveness and God's love which will be experienced as you follow me. Like, he's like, you have all of the tangible, but when you get the spiritual part, you get so much more. He's like, I'm bringing your attention back to the main thing, but I'm also giving you access to what you're missing, the grace of God and, 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 and the acknowledgement that, wow, God, your grace truly is more than I can bear, more than I deserve the forgiveness of God. The love of God. The Bible says that Jesus looked at him and he loved him. Write this down. God's grace, forgiveness and love will be experienced as I follow Jesus. Isaiah 55 verse 6 goes on. It says this. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Chase him. Follow him. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts, let them turn to the Lord and have and he will have mercy on them and to our God, for he will pardon them. Listen, Jesus is literally saying, hey, young man. I'm right in front of you. If you follow me, you'll be in constant pursuit of me and you'll be fulfilling purpose with me and I'll be walking with you as you're carrying the burden the purpose, the dream, the desires that I have for you. He's just like, come on, while I am in your presence, while you have my attention, seek after me, call on me, grow greater and greater intensity once I'm in front of you. Don't put it in cruise control when I'm in front of you. When I'm in front of you, go even harder. Follow me. Give me all of you. Why? Because God's grace, God's forgiveness and God's love will be experienced by you as you follow me. God said in Isaiah chapter 55, listen, chase after me, come after me, turn your attention back to the main thing. Everything else is wiped away. So Jesus says, I'm turning your attention back to the main thing. God's grace, forgiveness, and love will be experienced as you follow me. But I believe that Jesus also is telling the young man, and this is what he wants us to know as we're talking about good enough isn't good enough, is that God's character will be revealed as we follow. God's character will be revealed as we follow. Isaiah chapter 55 goes on to say, verses that might sound familiar for, to, to those of you that might be in church for a while. He goes on to say, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. My ways are higher than your ways. Like he's literally revealing the character like I cannot be put in a box. I cannot be limited. I'm thinking differently than you. As you follow me, I'll tell you what I'm thinking so that you don't have to think your thoughts. Your thoughts are limited. Your thoughts have negative uh, 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 connotations sometimes. Your thoughts 
will, will, will be mixed in with the voices of people around you. And he's literally going, my thoughts aren't that. My ways aren't that. See, God reveals his character as we follow. And Jesus is literally going, young man, young man, listen, I'm bringing your attention back. But as we read that scripture in Mark chapter 10, we realize that not everyone, not everyone wants to know Jesus and follow Jesus at the rate and intensity that Jesus wants to know us. I realize that as Jesus is talking, he tells him, he says, listen, um, you give up what is taking your attention. You follow me. And I'm going to give you purpose. You pick that up. I'm going to give you destiny. I'm going to give you the thing that you're supposed to carry. And then you follow me. I believe that Jesus was adding this as well. God's words to you will be fulfilled in and through you. God's words to you will be fulfilled in and through you. Because the Bible says that it went something like this. It says, and the young man hearing these words, hearing these words, left saddened, brokenhearted, because he had great possessions. Like, they weren't just words. They were Jesus's words. Like, literally, Jesus is literally declaring to him while the young man is in his presence, and the young man was just like, I am good enough. See, as we follow God and he is pulling us from good enough to more than to 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 following him with everything unashamed, giving it all that we've got. He literally reveals his word to us so that it can move in us and through us. City Place We never want what God says to just be these words. We never want what God challenges us on to just be those words. See, I want to make sure that for City Place Church that the year that God doesn't isn't just that word or that phrase or Let him work like we preached early on in the year is not just that word. Or dream again is not just that cliche. Or hello ambition is not just that series. Or together we pray, we worship, we seek revival like we preached on before Easter is not just that moment. See, good enough isn't good enough when Jesus is present. Have you noticed that whenever Jesus was present, things changed? Like, there wasn't enough food to feed the 5,000 plus, so Jesus said that's not good enough. So he changed the situation. If there was someone who couldn't see, for example, like blind Bartimaeus, like what we'll talk about next week, we'll realize that him being blind wasn't good enough. Like 
whenever Jesus walked into a house like Zacchaeus's house and Zacchaeus wanted to know how he could be born again, he didn't let him just stay outside of a relationship. He said, actually, that isn't good enough. Like, Good enough when Jesus is present isn't good enough. Like, for example, when Jesus was in a house preaching and he was preaching to a group of people and four guys ripped off a roof and lowered down his friend, he didn't just say, hey, we're good enough in here. We don't have enough people. He actually looked at the young man and said, whoa, I see their faith and your being in a bed is not good enough. See, Good enough isn't good enough when Jesus is present. Good enough isn't good enough. As we head into our time of prayer, as we head into the fall, I want us to be stirred because good enough isn't good enough. And if you say phrases like, I'm good, I want to challenge you on that phrase of I'm good to just kind of tell yourself good enough isn't good enough. And I'm not talking about the stuff that we have because that is where our heart could be in the what instead of our heart being in who we have. Can someone just type in good enough isn't good enough. Your being sick isn't good enough. Your taking the medicine just for the pain isn't good enough. You're crying because there's something you've been holding on to and God wants to bring you to a place of healing. God is looking at that and he's going, them being in that position is not good enough. You're not having a relationship with Jesus is not good enough. You're having the hurts of the past is not good enough. You're just dealing with it is not good enough enough. And this morning, I believe my assignment is to make sure that as we spend our time together, that we realize that God wants us to encounter Jesus and follow. The Bible says that as Jesus was walking, he was walking with his disciples. And when you read throughout scripture, you'll find a common phrase that Jesus literally invited his disciples on the journey with. He would say something like this, come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Like come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. When you read the rest of the story from the rich young ruler, the Bible says the disciples start to ask him, like, why didn't he like follow? And Jesus says this is tough for someone that has experienced success on what they feel like is their own and have not given God credit for it. He says it's tough for the successful person to leave everything and follow Jesus. He says it's actually easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone whose heart is in what they have versus pursuing the who they can have. The disciples says, well, Jesus, we've given up everything for you. And Jesus literally looked at them and he said this. He says, listen, he who has given up 
house, mother, father, sister, brother, to follow me hasn't lost a thing. He says, you'll actually receive it a hundred times greater now. He says, you'll go through some tough moments of challenge and persecution, but he says, but then you also get the natural things while you're here. You have some tough moments. He says, but the things that you've built up in heaven bring you eternal life. So literally, if I look at my life and I say good enough isn't good enough and I have to follow Jesus with everything I have, I realize that I actually give up something to gain everything because everything is found in Christ. Right where you are. Wherever you are, I want you to know that Jesus wants to be even closer to you than he already is. The young man was literally in Jesus's presence. And what Jesus asked of him, he didn't want to give. This morning, you've been hanging out here at City Place Church and you've been listening to the message or maybe you're listening on a podcast or maybe you're listening to this throughout the week, but something told you to stay listening. Something told you to stay engaged and watching this morning. I want to make sure that we don't leave today feeling like, whoo, that was good. And you don't walk and commit into going into a more passionate relationship with Jesus. This morning, I want to invite you to come into a relationship with Jesus, and I'm inviting you to follow Jesus. I'm, I'm asking you to set aside some of the things that could normally distract you and trust Jesus. You know, there's a verse in the Bible, it's a famous verse, that says, God so loved the world that he gave Jesus, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved, and when Jesus saw the young man, he loved him. Like, not everyone is going to, is going to follow Jesus and want to know Jesus at the same level of intensity that Jesus wants to know you. Jesus is madly in love with you today. And the Bible says this, it says that you and I can have a relationship with Jesus through the confession of our mouth and the belief in our heart. And so it would be my honor today to walk with you into a new relationship with Jesus and encourage you to follow Jesus today. I'm going to say a prayer and with the faith of your heart, I want you to pray in your own home, in your car, wherever you are, walking. Pray a prayer of faith so that you can walk into a relationship with Jesus today. And for some of you, it's a reigniting of, I've been in cruise control and good enough isn't good enough. Because I can promise you these 21 days of prayer and the end of our 2021, going into 2022, is gonna be filled with the presence and power of God in your own home and in the life of our church. Are you ready, City Place? Come on, come on, right where you are. Let's just, let's just create an atmosphere right where you are. Come on, come on, right where you are, stir up your heart. Come on, can you just say this prayer before we even pray for Jesus to come into our heart? Can you just say, Jesus, I'm ready. Come on, everybody that's watching, everybody that's listening, say, Jesus, I'm ready. Come on, right where you are, here we go, let's pray. Dear Jesus, I come to you today acknowledging that you died for me and that you are madly in love with me. 
and I refuse to be distracted by the things that really don't matter, but I sometimes think they do. Today, I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And on this Sunday, I choose to accept you as my Lord and Savior. Good enough isn't good enough. I want to be all that you've called me to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, City Place, right where you are. Come on, can you make some noise for Jesus? Can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? Listen, you made the greatest decision that you will ever make in your life. And I want to celebrate that decision that you made today. You chose to follow Jesus. Now listen, as a church, we've set up some things at our church to come around you and to just continue to encourage the decision that you made. The first thing is we want you to let us know the decision that you made. I know it can be a step of faith to do so, but I want to encourage you to do so. And so you can either uh, fill out a virtual connect card, cityplacechurch.com backslash card, or you can text cityplace to 94000. Do one of those and just put, I accepted Christ today because we want to come around you and cheer you on. And then we also want to provide you some next steps. We have a class called Next Steps, which allows you to discover family and find your fit here at our church. It, it talks about the purpose of how God created you and then how to get plugged into small groups and all the things that's happening in the life of our church. And we would love, we would love to take every next step with you and your continued walk and growth in Christ. But let me tell you, don't do it alone. Amen. So we celebrate you. We celebrate the decision that you made today on this Sunday to follow Jesus Christ. Come on, can somebody say amen? Come on, can somebody say amen? Listen, I'm telling you, good isn't or good enough isn't good enough. Next week, we're going to talk about Blind Bartimaeus. We're going to tag back up into the rich young ruler story and then lean on Blind Bartimaeus as we get ready to head into 21 days of prayer. I want to remind you, that next Sunday, August the 8th, August the 8th, we're going to be praying for your students. We're going to be praying for teachers and we're going to be praying for college students, just everyone that's going back into some form of education or academics. We want to pray God's richest blessings on you. And so, hey, so much stuff is happening here in the life of our church. One of the last things that we're going to do, uh, and it's an act of worship, we're going to worship God with our giving. We believe that God has called our church, I say it consistently, to live, to give. And you and I play a part in that. And so today, as we get ready to worship the Lord with our tithe and offering, I want to continue to encourage you to continue to trust the Lord in your kingdom finances. I promise you that he is continuing to be faithful to you. And so let's continue to just worship him with all that he's given. This week, I got a chance to spend some time uh, with, with New Image Youth Center and uh, I want to let you know that we're going to be collecting undergarments and socks for the kids as they go back. And so part of our giving today will uh, go towards making sure that those young uh, students have everything they need for back to school. But I also want to encourage you that if you're coming to our in-person services to bring some, some uh, youth undergarments or some socks for the kids because we're going to give them uh, to those students during the week of them going back to school. And so we love. We love being able to give. We love being able to represent Jesus on the earth. And I'm excited because 
as you and I partner together for the kingdom of God. We know one, he'll make an impact outside of our church, but we're also preparing so that when God gives us our own personal facility, that it will be used for the glory of God through kingdom impact. And so thank you for your faithfulness. Those of you who uh, watch every single week, I just want to just to say, I love spending Sunday mornings with you. I'm gonna pray and I'm praying that you have one of the most amazing weeks ever. Why? Because we're not sitting in good enough because it's not good enough. We're gonna go after all that God has for us. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for those that made a decision to follow you. We thank you, Lord God, that as we honor you with our tithe and with our offering, God, we pray that you'll bless it. We pray that you'll continue to allow City Place to make a great impact in our community. In Jesus' name, bless our week. Bless us as we encounter you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. City Place Church, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. If you've been encouraged by this message, be sure to subscribe to the City Place Church podcast. And we want to hear from you. Post a picture on any of your social media outlets with the hashtag CityPlaceChurch to be a part of the conversation. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.